Welcome everyone, we are about to begin Be'ezus Hashem, the feedback and insights number 26. Email address shalombayas777 at gmail.com. We talked last time, we ended off talking about what Rabbi Wolbo made a point about the role of a husband. Um, that although, yes, there needs to be chesed and respect between each other, um, but a husband shouldn't run the home constantly conceding to his wife to be or to be exceedingly humble and never ask his wife for anything, that's not healthy either. He should express his preferences regarding food things, what he likes, what he doesn't like, and and things like this. And um, that's very uh, important for many, many reasons. Um, the Lushen he uses... Uh, in his Chiveres Hadrochel Chasanim, Rabbi Wolber says, "Ein efei lenahel es habayis beviturim temidim leratzen aisha." To constantly concede on every prat is not healthy. Gam loyi agever onla bebeiser yeser alamida. Also, the man should not be exceedingly humble in his house beyond measure. Shloi lidro shalavakish muma never to request anything. Adarabah, to the contrary, Yagid beferish mahu lifitaymai, what he does prefer, or maloy, and what he doesn't prefer, be'oichel, whether it's in food, or v'siduria by his kulam. That doesn't mean he becomes a control freak. Doesn't mean that he's stubborn and or nasty about what he wants versus what he doesn't want. But in normal life situations, we said last time about the the wife offering a coffee, and he says, yes, I appreciate it, and make it please this and this way. This idea of making it this and this way, showing that the husband has a preference for this particular type of coffee, the way it's made, that's a good thing. That's a good thing. And um, he brings Rabbi Israel Erlanger also. Same idea. Habal Rishoy Levakish Ma'isha Kisivtze Dvarim HaShaychen Letafkida. The husband is allowed and should ask his wife things that 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 he feels that are important. But of course, he says, "Achamiras It has to be done in the nature of a closeness, of a kindness, of a respect. But actually, expressing your wishes of what you want and what you desire, and the other way around too. The wife shouldn't be exceedingly humble also, like, you know, um, that I have no needs whatsoever. No, she has her needs. The wife needs to express those needs. I, I prefer things this way. I need, I feel I need this. I, I feel I, 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 I need this in the home, that in the home. She should express it. Of course, everything done with the closeness, with the respect. But this open communication of what's really needed is important. He also brings a chazaynish, very interesting, that again, like all these, especially these two shiurim here that we talked about just now, you have to take it with a nuanced brain and know how to use it. The chazal do say, mechabda yoiser migufa. You have to respect your wife even more, even more than yourself. Then, so there has to be a, a, a respect, always. 
But he nevertheless, the Chazaynish, didn't want the spouses to be treated with a emas with a certain reverence, excessive reverence, or excessive derecheretz, um, you know, like you see in those, uh, with you know, hello, thank you, you know, but in the formalities, meaning, because that becomes a cold relationship that takes away some of that kirva. And the Chazaynish hints to this in his letters, Geres Chelek Aleph, or the first letter, Ahmed Hay, that's what he says here. There he's talking about Shana Rishayna, but it applies, I believe, in, in the whole marriage, Mistama. He says that Lepomim Hesiachsis Bechovid Vecherdas Derech Eretz, Mare Chisarin Kirov. If you go overboard with the respect in the sense where there's a awe, then that diminishes the closeness between the two. And by Shana, he talks about Shana Rishayna, but it's in marriage in general. There has to be a feeling of closeness. And of Even just light humor and kalas. Now, Khalila, of course, when the Chazayna says the word kalas, it doesn't mean kalas reish. Kalas Reish is a separate story. We didn't discuss that much yet. But Kalas means a certain lightness, a certain of not taking yourselves so seriously, certain closeness. That's more important than O'O'a or Amos HaKavid. And that's very important. And he also says over there that you don't say, like, don't speak to her or him in third person. You know, um, you could speak directly. Um, so all this is very, very important. There's a safe opinion of bias by someone, Rav Moshe Aaron Zechotovsky, and he heard from Rav Shach, Zechotzadik um, and talking about marriage, and Rav Shach also emphasized the importance of giving in marriage, sim- similar to what the Mechtam says. Of course you have to be Isaac and Asina, and that's what we said last time, that all these... Um, um, shiurim on, on giving, what they talk about by Eifruf uh, and Shever Brachas on giving, all this is MS Gomer. You have to have be in that mode of a giving mode, being a noising, being less selfish. But he also ha- added, very important, it's equally important to know how to take. And we discussed this too. He was critical of those who avoided dependency on their spouses. After Rabbah. Adarab, to be dependent in a certain degree, in a certain degree, not overboard, but in a certain degree, is the proper derechatayra. You know, if the husband has to come on to the wife, I need you to please um, make this for me or, or take, you know, do this, t- iron this thing and that, that's a healthy thing. And the reverse also. The wife expresses to the husband, I need you really to take care of this outside the house and this and that. That's very, very important. And, um, and the way he brings it down in the Sefer Binyan Abayas, he says a B'Shem Rav Shach, that Chos and Shana Rishayna, right? Um, uh, he's, let's say, he, he has night said in the house with a Chavrusa, right? And V'tzara Kois Kofi Lefnei Alimud, and he wants a cup of coffee or something before the learning. Haderech Anachayna, he, Dafka Levakesh Me'ishtay Shetochen, V'loy Lohochen Bilvad. Instead of you yourself preparing coffee, you could ask your wife, could you please prepare this coffee for me? That is a chalik of married life.
That's healthy. Don't take that away from her. That's the tzura of an isha and a bala. We're not talking about a case, by the way, where the wife is completely you know, busy with the kids and overwhelmed, and you see that she's being Isaac in, in, in so many being other things in the house and she doesn't have time for it, then you use your shikaladas, and then, then you can do it yourself. But in situations where it's not that way, then simply you, 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 you ask her to do that, and that's a kibbit for her, and it's healthy for her to do that. So that's what Rav Shach says. This Rav Shuchetovitz described once a story about a coil couple who were married for a few months, and now the husband wanted to get. Why did he want to get? He was very upset at his wife, very angry, because his wife always made him chocolate cake, even though he does not like chocolate cake. I'm not making this up, by the way. After discussing it with each of the couple, it turned out, why was the wife making this chocolate cake that the husband did not like? Because the wife was sure that her husband liked chocolate cake. What made the wife think that? Because when they visited her grandmother, when they were chassan and kala, and the grandmother served chocolate cake, what did the chassan do? He praised, he said, thank you so much, I really appreciate it, this is delicious. So he told this to the grandmother when he was getting the chocolate cake. So the wife, bingo, in the head, realized my chassan likes chocolate cake. So he made chocolate cake. So, so Rabbi Shukhatovitz asked the husband, why didn't you tell your wife that you, you don't, don't like it, that you only took it from the grandmother because of their heritage or whatever? Why didn't you tell her simply, I don't like it? And then she wouldn't make it for you anymore. And the husband was very offended by that. He says, how could I stoop to such a low level that I have to discuss cake with my wife. Which is, and then Rabbi Shuchetavitz says on this, he like was Ma'ir, he says such a strange thing. He's willing to get divorced over chocolate cake. That he's willing to do, but he's not willing to discuss the idea of cake with his wife. All he needed to do is say, you know, something, the first time it happened, she thought he liked it because of what happened with the grandmother. She makes the, the cake. The, the, the easiest solution was simply to tell her, you know, I, I, when your grandmother served it to me and everything, I wanted to be respectful, make her feel good, but I really don't like this so much. And that would be the end of it. Then the wife would know, okay, he doesn't like it, and, he, and, and, and Shalom al Yisrael. So that's a problem because when we talk about communication, and we repeat it again and again, healthy communication, it's so simple, but it's so people neglect it or they haven't learned it, and it could solve so many problems by just simply stating it. You know, there's no inas devarim when your wife is making a chocolate cake and already gave it to you and you're eating it and you say thank you. There's no inas devarim whatsoever to tell your wife, you know something, I just want to tell you, you may have not known because, you know, in the past I showed, expressed that I liked it, and with the case with your grandmother, you should know I don't really like this so much, and mikan labo, uh, please, you don't make this for me, I prefer something else. That's not a nostavarim, that's healthy communication that your wife now knows, and she's happy to please you, so she knows she won't make it again for you, she'll make something else. It's important to say. And he goes further, he brings from Rabdoi Yafi. I don't know who he is, that, um, Again, that he goes, I think, to an extreme, which I don't know if it's true or not true. Uh, he, he says that the Midah of Chesed is not the Ikkah Yesoyed in Shalom Bayis, 
in the early Yerushayinim or in Chazal. It's hard for me to understand that because Lamaisa, you see from the halachas that it is. But I think what he's trying to say is that if you just, like we said last year, when you just focus on Nesina, Nesina, the Gnoisein, the one who's giving, if he goes overboard with it and never wants to receive, it gives him a feeling of superiority. And it gives the Makabal, the one who's receiving it always, a feeling of shame and inferiority. Again, he says that the giver feels superior and the recipient feels shame and inferiority. And this causes an emotional separation between the couple because the husband will experience his wife as a burden. She's a needy Nebuch. Nebuch, Hashem said, I'm to take care of her and she's needy and Nebuch I have to give to her. And the wife on her part, she, of course she wants to receive. She wants the attention in a normal way. She wants the respect. She wants the ahava. That's all good and true. But she doesn't want to be always the recipient of her balchesed husband like she's a nebuch case or that she's a tzedakah project. If that's the attitude behind it, then there's something lacking. Instead, you should really realize it, that the wife is part of you. You're together. You're one. And that's a, a healthy approach. And um, so he talks about it, Rabbi Shukhatowitz. I guess he must have been a Talmud of Shach, I'm not sure. And um, he says that you have to be careful about that. Because again, as much as we talked about the Maila of Naisen, of giving, but the over-extreme overboard of that and not willing to take and receive any time is unhealthy. He brings the fact that it says, You should love your friend like yourself. And the Yisoy there being that there is, a, there is a self there that you love. You love, there's a self-love, a healthy self-love. And then there's a narcissist self-love, which we didn't discuss yet which is uh, very unhealthy. But then there's a healthy self-love. Even with Bittl, by the way, with the Anav, there's a healthy self-love. And he says that when you learn the Mechtemel Yo, it's very important. This is what I want to say. This is why you need Rabbeim sometimes, or maybe all the time. That sometimes you hear a Sefer, a quote on a Sefer, and you take it out of context of what they meant. And... Um, it could cause a problem. So he, they, they basically always quote Rabbi Yehoshua that he says that the day a couple starts to make requests from one another, that's the beginning of the end of their marriage or their happiness of their relationship. And he's madgish very strongly. It's a mistake to understand those words literally. It may be true that big tzaddikim avoided asking favors from others. And, um, and uh, being overly selfish, also very unhealthy. And when Rav Desler was objecting to people who are always macabre, that's only when one asks for unnecessary things or one who enjoys taking advantage of somebody else. In those situations, that's what Rav Desler is talking about. You have to be a nice, not a macabre. Don't be selfish. Don't be exceedingly selfish. But the idea of wanting to 
receive um, in a normal way of what normally is expected and you ask your wife to do that for you, that's a healthy thing. The author talks about another example where a newly married young man was determined he's going to be the best husband ever. So he didn't let his wife do anything for him. He allowed some exceptions. He let her iron his shirts a little bit, but he wouldn't allow her to wash the dirty laundry. Again, like I said again, if your wife's busy with a bunch of kids and she needs you to do the dirty laundry, you do the dirty laundry. We're not talking about those situations where the house is flying and your wife's you know, over her head with taking care of all the kids and she needs your help. Then, of course, you do the laundry. And, of course, you help out. We're talking about a different situation where the wife does have the time and is able to do it and is willing to do it and should be doing it. So what he did, no, he kept his laundry separate. He would wash it himself. And this author felt that that's a prescription for disaster because resentment builds up. It, 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 it creates a certain richuk, a distance. But that's part of a closeness of a relationship that where we're one and I'm doing the laundry for you. I'm, it's like I'm doing the laundry for me. And the wife feels good about it generally. So that's very, very important. On the Vahavtoriacha Kamecha thing, he says in the Sefer Binyan Habayas, Tzarechladas, Shekamoshe Yesh Anuchi Yeshara, there is a bad ego. Kachyesh Anuchi Yeshatoiv, there is a good ego, a good sense of self. You know, so people sometimes, you know, these days we talk about, a lot about self esteem. And then a lot of people bash it. Oh, it's just a new invention. Self-esteem, self-esteem. Who says you need self-esteem? It's all a new invention. Now, the truth is the way the Goyim portray self-esteem, they go overboard with it, and, and basically their self-esteem very often means being very selfish and self-centered. But there is a healthy self-esteem that's necessary. That's, a, that's a very, very important. And uh, on what the Melio says, that the day they start asking from each other things, then their happiness goes away. You can't do it literally. He says, no, no. And just like Mitzah, the person himself, there's no chesaron even to help himself. So you certainly there's no chesaron or to, 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 to that that other should help him too. You know, someone wants, let's say, Oynik Shabbos is an example, right? He likes the particular foods, Lechavid HaShabbos, and he's buying Lekavit Shabbos, and he takes a food that he likes. You know, he says, I really like this food. It's tasty. I like it. Lekavit Shabbos. There, there's a Metesha, Loilishma, Balishma, and it's a healthy thing, you know, to acknowledge. I like this particular Michael versus the other one. So I'm going to take it, Lekavit Shabbos. That's a healthy thing. And um, that's very important. He brings down from uh, Michal Yehuda Lefkowitz that the parents of a girl went over to him and they was, he, she was thinking about marrying a bocher, a tremendous masmid, but she wasn't so happy with his personality. Something about the personality bothered her, but he was known to be the top of the yeshiva, you know, the biggest masmid. He advised the parents that if she feels that she will be sacrificing her happiness in marrying this bocher, and is just doing it because of the sake of Torah, she should not go ahead with the Shidduch. On this, the Chazaynish commented once that we're not looking for karbonis. 
we talk, and you have to be careful because we talk so much about being a serious nefesh for to, to, uh, for Tyra and for getting uh, a, 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 a tremendous Talmud uh, Chacham as a husband, and that's all wonderful and that's all beautiful. But at the same time, you have to have shikaladas. If there's something bothering the person, and it has, there's a validity to it, you don't push a per- you don't push a girl to marry the person just because they're the top of the yeshiva. Like the Chazaynish says, we're not looking for karbonus. So here, and we'll continue more on this in the next year in different aspects of it, which is a fascinating subject, that, yes, there has to be a midah of nesina, of giving. Yes, there has to be chesed. Yes, if your wife is overwhelmed, you do do the laundry, and you do help out in household things, and you do... Uh, put things in the dishwasher and you wipe the dishes and you do everything you can to help. That is true. But not to the extreme where you are unwilling to ask your wife to do something for you or that you only want to give and never receive. That's also a very unhealthy thing and you need a healthy balance between the two. Hatzlacha Rabbah.